<laughs> what do you think? Isn't the destroy simply overwhelming? It certainly is. There's nothing left. Everything's being reduced to ashes. How much do you plan to burn using this thing? Wherever there's a Zaft presence, we'll torch everything in sight. Anyone suspected of being intimate with them needs to be taught the lesson again. They need to remember that naturals and coordinators are different. And anyone who betrays that basic fact will find they've bought a one-way ticket to hell. And welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Destiny. My name is Jeremy. Stellar. That, I just stole Zach's joke, damn it. I'm Tyler. I was texting my mom about my computer parts. My name is Zach. Today we are watching episode 32 of Gundam Seed Destiny, Stella, or Stellar, as it is called on some translations. Well, because wasn't it supposed to be a, a, a anagram of Ulster? Play Ulster, yes. So that is... Yeah, what? Stella Louis, I can't remember her last name or pronounce it, is a anagram for Flay Ulster. But why? They share a voice actress? That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they share nothing else in common. Uh, they both die to motivate men that they don't need to die because they were already motivated. Well, I mean, Durundal and Char is an anagram. That's not true. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, Char Asimble clearly translates into... Did you hear how many Ds are in that name? Yeah. Char Asimble. Uh, he's a Char. Wasn't the real Char the friends we made along the way? Yeah, but specifically Quattro Bagina. So yeah, uh, if you're just joining us now, I guess you picked an okay one. Stuff happens this episode. It does. There are three main characters, debatably. Two uh, and a half, maybe. Kira Jesus Yamato, he's the good boy who is like, oh no, that giant owl suit thing is destroying Eurasia, the entirety <laughs> of it. We should go stop it, Mom. It's starting in Berlin, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, that, this is the perfect thing to go stop. And though he, they brought the family RV to stop it. <laughs> he takes came out, along he and takes out his favorite four-wheeler. There's Atherin, I never betrayed anyone, Zala, who is sitting alone in the sad pilot's ready room because he has no mobile suit because Kira took it from him because he was being naughty. Luna's hanging out with him, which I guess is maybe good for her? I don't know. She's kind of awkward about the whole spying on him thing. Well, I mean, there's the spying on him thing, there's the she's wounded thing, and the fact that she still has a bit of a crush on him thing. The fact that Ray's there, so she can't really make a move on him anyway. Well, yeah, there's that too. And Shen, I sunk your battleship, Asuka, who just got off military punishment for doing military crimes, because he's a super asu. And also because he's part of Durundle's evil plans. Yes. His 3D chess. The space president just said, Hey Minerva, I know you're all beat to hell and have literally one mobile suit pilot, but you're the only ones who can stop this giant robot, so go do it, please. Well, he's about to say that. That's well, true. I guess they haven't, actually. He just said all Zaf forces go to alert. Well, and he knows, like, obviously it's got to be the Minerva. They're the only ones with main characters on board. This is clearly a main character problem. Yeah, I mean, Isaac was sort of a main character. Yeah, but he's in space. How's yeah. he going to get there? He'll just ram the giant ship they have and destroy. <laughs> Call any drop this. It's very large. It could maybe survive. Uh, yeah, Durundle's the president of space. He likes to play chess and get teenagers not punished for war crimes. His ex-girlfriend pilots a cool battleship. Yep. Jabril is the president of money. He likes <laughs> to destroy filthy coordinators because they fiddled with their genes like God hates. They should have just been cyborgs. God loves cyborgs. To be fair, that is like the greatest nation on Earth. I kind of want that money. As a, money. <laughs> I kind of want that to be a sticker. <laughs> God loves cyborgs. Yeah. Stella, who is a frightened teenager who with the mind of a frightened young girl, got put in a giant death robot by neo-trustworthy fucking Roanoke. <laughs> and he was like, I feel bad about doing this, but I do need you to kill everyone. And she was like, even the women and children? And he said, yes, they're very scary. Anything else? Or shall we just get into it? I think that's all the preamble we need to see a giant robot destroying a town. Again, we are on phase 32, Stella, if you want to watch along on Crunchyroll or some other method. And the episode actually gets right into it. We don't have a last time on Gundam Seed. It kind of looks like one because it's very similar to what happened at the end of last episode. 
it's the continuation of the battle, basically, of the all the Zapt guys firing. There's a lot of military and civilians running around. Also, Tyler said he's keeping a tally this episode. He won't tell us what of those. So we'll check in on that a couple times this episode. Some tanks blow up. Some, some, some civilians, civilians blow up. up some <laughs> battleships blow up. Lots of stuff blowing up. <laughs> not the destroy Gundam, though. Look at it not blowing up. Look at how not blown up it is. They apparently sent more Windoms than just Neo because there are, there are a, a bunch, bunch. there. Yeah, there's Neo, Sting, and a bunch of Windoms covering the destroy. Again, Sting is either pouty that he didn't get a cool destroy Gundam or is not crazy about this killing all civilians thing. <laughs> As some buildings blow up. I like how everything's staticky every time we see things blowing up because it's usually through a view screen of some sort. Jabril is doing a laughing and he's like, hey, I told you random assholes that I got at my yacht club that one time that I am awesome. See this cool thing I built? Look, it's leaving nothing behind and turning everything to ashes. How much do you plan to burn? Burn all of the zaft. All of it. Anyone suspected to be intimate with them. This is a little bit like trying to swat a fly with a flamethrower. Just saying. To be fair, Jibril is not necessarily the most logical person, I think, ever. How can he not be logical? He runs Logos. (laughs) He's also wine drunk all the time. I do really like this shot of, like, a Zaf soldier with this young girl who's crying with her teddy bear, and he's, like, trying to comfort her. And and then they get blown up. (laughs) They do get blown up, but he grabs her and tries to shield her. And he's like, yeah, anyone who likes coordinators goes straight to hell. That's why I built this giant destroy. To destroy them, specifically. But a giant laser comes towards the destroy and not from it. It does block it with its positron deflector. That's what it's called. And here's the freedom. Coming out of the smoke. And Neo's like, oh shit, that's the freedom. Cure and the Yamato. Archangel. Yeah, also the Archangel. Which comes behind it through the smoke. The, see, the destroy was destroying so much it gave them plenty of cover. And Neo's like, god damn it. Why are these name characters always messing with me? It's like I I'm mean, a- in this case, it makes a lot of sense. What have they consistently been showing up to try and do? Stop battles. You are literally killing everything. So Kira takes a rush shot at the destroy and bounces off of its positron deflector and is like, damn, that thing's big. Is that what your tally is? How many times people say that's huge? (laughs) That, it's huge. Damn huge. He's like, I'll try spinning. That's a neat trick. So I was like, what the hell are you? He's like, shoot all the lasers. And Kira's like, that won't work on me. I'm a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Check this out. I'm going to block it with my sword. Neo goes after him and he dodges and he's like, watch out, Stella. That's the freedom. He's a tough one. Canonically the toughest one. But Stella's like, I can take him. I've got Look, I can transform. I've got this big red button. And see, you, Tyler, you said it didn't have anything that shared traits with a Gundam. (laughs) As it begins to transform. And Sting's like, what? No one told me it did that. It's like, yeah, that's why we had to give it to Stella. Because she's the only one capable of transforming. So, really quick, can we discuss how useless this transformation is? I mean, I'm sure Zach would love to. But why does it transform? To look more like the Psycho Gundam. (laughs) This transformation is so stupid. Like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't benefit in any way. Exactly. It does not give it any new abilities. It just makes it stand upright. And it was already hovering, so I guess it's more energy efficient, but why have it hover in the first place? Can it hover in this form? It wasn't hovering, it was walking. No, no, before it was floating. Uh, At the end of the last episode, we got a shot of it floating over the city. I thought it was walking. At any rate, this still doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no reason for it to have a transformation sequence other than you hate your mechanics. By the way, our tally is currently at six already. I I was going to ask when the theme song started what we were at. (laughs) Okay, we have a few moments. Uh, So yeah, it turns into the Psycho Gundam, but with a big UFO on its back. And also, its lasers are in a row instead of vertically on top of each other. And they're like, oh no, it's a mobile suit. That totally changes this equation. Not really. Now it's got arms and legs for Kira to shoot off. Uh, so Kira's shock look brings us into the opening. How, what's our tally at? We are at six of the mysterious Is thing. it how many times the destroy destroys civilians? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think that is a lower number than what this tally ends up being. Okay. That would be hilarious in kind of a macabre way. What's Mir doing these days? Sitting on her ass because she couldn't get to the plants because lack of stellar shuttle. <laughs> there was only one. Writing a song about destroying the Destroy Gundam. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of, like, a peppy pop song. A peppy J-pop song specifically about destroying the Destroy Gundam. I can't defeat the Destroy Gundam. If only I could destroy the freedom, I'd get the item number two. Is, is this I Can't Beat Airman? Yeah, poorly. Is it Airman? Is it yeah, can't? it okay. is Airman. Airman's, like, one of the easier uh, that's ones, the joke. too. Okay. So it's a giant robot now instead of a giant dinosaur. 
Stella starts screaming and fires the three heavy energy cannons at Kira, who just and blows up the Capitol building. The Freedom only has two of those, so it's got even more firepower than the Freedom. Yeah, but it lacks the Freedom's mobility. They're like, wow, guns. And Kira's like, why would you build it, transform it? Why go to this extreme? I don't get it. It does nothing. Like, what's the point of this? It can walk, but it can already do that. I guess it has hands now. But it already did, and they can fly. <laughs> I love Sting's reaction of, I'm practically non-existent to you, aren't I? What, yeah. there's another guy there? It's like, hey, yeah, do you not remember the last time we met and my beam saber destroyed you when I waved it near you? Anyway, I'll try spinning. That's a neat trick. So, uh, the screening force basically tries to protect Stella and chase Kira away. But she's got hand lasers, which also I miss. And Maru's like, well, I guess it's a battleship shy, so shoot it with the battleship guns. But it's still got a positron deflector. Well, I think she's <laughs> they're, they're actually firing them at Sting. Ought to get the people off care. I guess that makes sense. Well, they've already seen that the positron reflectors aren't going to do anything to it, so I don't think they're really firing it at them. And yet, here's where Maru is shocked that it blocked the shot. And so Kagala's like, I think I can do something if I go. Can I do something? I'm going to go. <laughs> and no one tries to stop her. I, I'm, I'm going out to Kira's at a disadvantage. Well, that's nothing normal. Anyway, the Archangels join her. Lieutenant Wagnose is like, let's go too, Kagali. Please let us. We know this doesn't have anything to do with Orb, but... Seems pretty fucked up, so we feel like we should help. <laughs> and we've got I've got a bunch of pilots who are just raring to go. I mean, all I can do is sit on my hands here, but... Rocket punch. I mean, they're funnels. They're <laughs> arm funnels. It's a Xeong. I, I just, when I saw it, I immediately just thought of Sentinel <laughs> saying it in that voice. But yeah, no, anyway, he has finger funnels. Maru asks Kigali, are you sure? Because you haven't done anything but cry the last couple times <laughs> we sent you out. It's like, yeah, I have to make up for it. I'm due for that 20. I keep rolling ones. Cut to the plants. I really like that as just her, like, rolling intimidate checks or something, <laughs> or diplomacy checks and just failing repeatedly. Where Zap Military HQ is like, yeah, it's going through Berlin. Gibraltar wants reinforcements. Have we seen this room in we have. Destiny before? Not Destiny, I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just wondering if it was specifically this is the first time we saw the council chamber in Destiny. I think we saw it earlier on when they were talking about the Earth Alliance's demands to prevent a war. I do think we saw it then. Okay. Possibly, yeah. Anyway, they're like, how can they do this without warning? And the other one's like, they're burning cities down randomly. It's chaos. Most of our forces are dead. It's like, we must retreat. And Drendel's like, what would retreating do, though, man? Pulling uh, out like, is- save the soldiers? No, pulling out, like, you still have a great chance of causing a pregnancy. <laughs> the chairman, what are you thinking about? <laughs> like, what about the Minerva? What about our main characters? What are they doing? Flying over a scenic field, sir. I guess they're on the way. But, I mean, it's one ship, and I think they have one mobile suit, so... They've uh, got four pilots, but one mobile suit between them. And also, their guns aren't fixed yet. And, and Drittle's like, that Drittle's might be... like, no worries, this is part of my 40 chess game. I mean, Jabril's always yelling at Neo, you have to do this, so I'll yell at them, they have to do that. Well, it kind of depends, like, if they're the only ship that's near enough to help. But usually you would be like, all right, we're going to send someone in to try and help get the rest of our guys out of there. Yeah, then but you can regroup and attack. And, like, the Minerva is probably their only battleship who can reach there, right? Because it's landlocked. It's not like they can send an ocean ship. They definitely have other land battleships, but they probably aren't very fast. But anyway, we've got to stop them or they'll burn down more cities. We can't allow that because we're team good guys. Remember that one time that we were considering nuking the Earth? Not this time. So we get uh, Kigali Strike Rouge getting its pack and launching. It looks very weird to have that, like, crest on the shoulder until it turns pink. Like, it looks weird when the phase shift armor isn't on. Yeah. I do have to wonder, like, where exactly are they storing all of the Murasames? Because we did see that there are more of them, and the Archangel was only ever really equipped to carry, what was it, like, five mobile suits? Eight. It was supposed to carry eight? Yes. But it does seem like it has, like, 30. But it that's the destiny inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Every ship can just carry more. They invented that clown car technology. Well, um, actually thinking about it, wasn't it supposed to carry eight mobile suits and like two or three Mobius or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was supposed to have the five G Project weapons and three Mobius to escort them. Okay, so that's what it was. Three Murasami's launch. You know, Kira's like, man, I really just can't land a shot on this. I'll thing. try all the guns. Nope, didn't work. Ah, finger funnels. <laughs> too many finger funnels. He fought the Providence. That had so many more funnels than this. <laughs> actually, this? I, I feel like this is a situation where he's like, you know... There's only two of them. It doesn't matter that they have five lasers. There's still only two of them. Yep. There's also a sting, though, which Yui dodges. And he's like, it doesn't matter how cool and strong your mobile suit is. I'll show you that. And Kira's like, you're right. It doesn't. My, my Murasame buddies will handle this. 
And the Murasamis come in like, Master Kure, you focus on the giant death machine. We'll handle this scrub. <laughs> I like how these are the most competent Murasami pilots that we've seen this entire show. Where were these guys while Orba's getting their asses handed to them earlier? I was going to say tactical reserves, but Yuna did say send them all. <laughs> that, well, I mean, someone had to blow up the Minerva so good. Tyler. These were the guys that were the smartest and best. They were staying away from it while <laughs> pretending that they were helping. Yeah, one of them's the guy who threw Kigali. I do kind of love how the Murasames are tangling Sting up. It's a nice use of the fact that we know that they're on board. So they're as good as Athern is. The Minerva gets here, brings up visual. Uh, it's bad. Wow, there used to be a uh, used to be a city here. There's no word from the front line, but the Freedom's there. <laughs> and the entire bridge crew is shocked. The Freedoms only showed up after they've been engaged, so th now they're showing up after the Freedom is fighting something, so it's like, wait a minute, what? Also, the Chaos, some Wyndhams, some Arasames, the Strike Rouge. But the important part is the Freedom is there. And we do see Kigali shielding some civilians. Because also, you can't actually participate in combat, so. Right. Also the Archangel. And Minerva's like, oh, you're kidding me. And Arthur's like, what's that doing there? Well, the freedom is here, so why wouldn't it be here? Right. I do love Talia being like, well, it looks like they're taking their self-appointed role of guardian angel seriously. Well, it's kind of sarcastic, yeah. but it's also like, that's pretty much what they said they were going to do. He's like, if you're in need, they'll be there. Like a good neighbor, Kira is there. He's like, okay, well, condition red. <laughs> Arthur's immediate coming to attention. Yep, it's very good. And Rayward's <laughs> like, all pilots, stand board your machines. And they're like, well... I guess Shin, you should go. <laughs> stand by aboard their machines. I, I feel like that's more of like, that's just the standard it is. call, so... I mean, everyone stands up, to be fair. Well, they're standing by. And they're like, hey, Shin. But Gladys calls him, and he's like, what is it, Mom? And he's, he's like, well, it's really hit the fan out there. There is no front line. Don't shoot at the Freedom. <laughs> if the story's being engaged by the Freedom and Archangel, don't shoot them. Remember who your enemy is. I feel like she should have maybe been a little bit more specific about who the enemy is, just for Shin's sake, specifically. Yeah, well, I mean, she says, I don't know what they're thinking, but don't mistake your enemy. Especially since we have one guy and it's you, and we have to stop that thing no matter what it takes. So, like, any reinforcements we can get, headquarters is counting on you, so give it your best. I do really like that as, like, Gladys, like, working through why he's been let off the hook. And, like, she's just, like, I have to accept it, so I'll try to put, put that weight on him. He gives a look to Atherin, who gives a look back, and then he harumphs and heads out. And then Atherin decides to call his name, after he could have said something and didn't. And Ray's like, you missed your chance, man. And then we get the eye catch. Thank you for tuning into this, a very special meme. You can just skip ahead to 30 seconds. Consider that fair warning. Chicken. Feels earlier than the last episode, but... Eh, a little bit. A little bit, actually. A lot of screaming, Stella. Yeah, what are we at the count? We are at ten. Okay, so it hasn't happened much... Sorry, nine. Nine. Is it Stella screaming? It's Stella screaming, yes. <laughs> it's been a little hard to tell without the sound on, because especially a lot of it is just she, like, screams the last word of a sentence she's saying... But it's like that very generic anime, I'm about to attack something, scream. Anyway, Kira's spinning through laser fire. Well, it's like he can't get <laughs> close enough to do anything, since she's focused entirely on him. It's like, well, better go seed mode. And he does that shot that's in the HD version of seed, but it might actually be from here originally, where he shoots down a bunch of missiles and we see him overheating from the rear. And the one's like, God damn, I can't believe they built it to transform into a human form. <laughs> and we can't fire our low and grin in the city. And I... Like, like, he the, says that, and my first thought is like, the well, there's not a whole lot of city left, yeah. so, like, I don't see the problem here. A bit of trivia that I think is true, I read it, and I think this is accurate. This is the only time the Archangel Slowingrin gets mentioned in Gundam Seed Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Could be right. So they did put it back on. He was like, damn you, I won't let you. But Kira does some dodging, and Kira's like, that Wyndham, why? It has this sexual energy that i can't place <laughs> i'll and spin that usually works sting is being tied up by the murasames still finger funnels can't hit kira still he does a reverse stock footage attack inverted does, an inverted stock footage attack does <laughs> i would write the freedom coaster to the city 
Freedom Coaster. I really want certain loops on the Freedom Coaster to be called the stock footage attack. Stella remembers that if she doesn't kill all the scary things, Neo will die. I do kind of love and hate that we're going to cut to clips of that more and more frequently to show Stella's mental state deteriorating. I think it would really work if we'd ha- gotten this with Stella from the beginning. Like, this is how she views the world. As or this is snip. how they always guide her. and Like, this is how they direct her in combat. Yeah, it's like through snippets of Neo saying things. Yeah, because I think it works fairly well. It is, like we've said with her a hundred times, weirdly infantilizing. And that's not great. I mean, it is pretty implicitly how Stella's worked the entire time. But I think if we'd gotten scenes like this the entire time, it would work a lot better. Because it works okay. She's also got a giant mouth laser. So we see the core splendor and Shen is taking off. I love that this shows up on radar. Oh yeah, it's like, it's four heat signatures. All of the Minerva's mobile suits. Meaning <laughs> the impulse. Well, they must show up as like yeah. different indicators. And, and they, then of course they... we get the full like lock-in transformation of the so, impulse. I never noticed that the like torso piece jettisons those little like booster packs every single time. Yeah. How many of those do they have? How expensive are those to make? This is a terrible launching idea. Hey, who's been saying that from the beginning? No, you didn't like the interlocking pieces. That was your thing. <laughs> the whole thing is fucking dumb. The first thing that Shin has to do every time he goes back to the uh, to the uh, Minerva is to retrieve the... those. So Mary Ellie is like, yeah, the Minerva's behind it. Obs. And Titus is like, well, it'd be nice if we could join forces, but given the friction that has existed between us and the fact that my only pilot hates them. That could be difficult. The friction between them isn't exactly like yeah. one side hates the other. The Archangel doesn't really hate the Minerva. If only Gladys had someone on board who could act as an intermediary, like somebody who knew those guys <laughs> and was friendly with them and had spoken to them recently and, and who if- they trusted. And also, like, Gladys and Maru had, like, a nice, like, talk she doesn't know that one time. Yeah, Gladys does not know who Maru is. I know, but I think she would recognize her. Probably, but they also haven't spoken at all. Like, Maru hasn't actually said anything on an open channel. I know. I'm just saying if they got aboard, like, and talked. She would recognize them if they actually, like, had in-person interaction. But yeah, you know, go talk to Athrin. Have him talk to the Archangel for you. He's right there. It's not like he's doing anything else right now. Well, he's standing in his machine. It's very important. Shin shoots Stella in the back, and she's like, I don't like that. Scary thing. Kill us all! Shin draws his beam saber, and someone remembers, probably shit, about uh, recruiting Stella to a kinder world. She shoots all her chest beams, but Shin can't spin, but dodges them anyway. And apparently gets in close enough that he guts the destroy. Yeah, how does he get, like... Does the Positron shield only block beam weapons? I mean, I, we talked about this with the Zamzaza yeah. and how he was able to destroy it with the beam saber. I just presume it works like the Big Zam and that the force field is projected slightly so that you can get through it. But like, how do you, fl- like, can you just fly through it? Yeah, the thing is, the eye field on the Big Zam it only blocks beams. So yes, you can just fly through it. We've seen this blocking other projectiles like missiles and... This yeah, is that's being defeated concern. by plot because okay. it's necessary that Shin does this for plot reasons. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about what it's done up to this point. I think it is written with the idea that you can fly in through a positron field. I just don't know why you can do it and you can't shoot a gun through it. Honestly, it would probably make a bit more sense if they had the, the like the positron deflector so it only blocks beams. Yeah, but which, then you have the phase shift armor on it as well, yeah, so it's deflecting physical projectiles. Yeah, so then yeah. you could do something like this, which I think is supposed to be the idea. But it definitely it looks like it's deflecting Kira's railguns whenever we see him shoot them at it. Yeah, so it's inconsistent. So Kira flies by Neo, and Shin's like, "What is it with this thing?" I slash open its cockpit, and it's still going. Well, and Neo like shouts for Stella. Yeah, he's concerned that Stella's been hit. She is starting to cry, kind of, but it's like determined anger crying. It is not slowing her down. In fact, she's shooting all the beams to destroy all the buildings. Can only imagine like how difficult it would be to actually aim since all of her screens are gone. I don't think she's really aiming. I don't either. But she's still controlling the funnels. True. But, but they probably have still connected. And they probably have independent cameras. And Shin's like, why do you want to murder people so much? And so Neo shows up and body checks Shin. I do like that. And he's like, what now? And he's like, hey, that's Stella in there, kid. Given the fact that he could get in close enough to body check Shin, he totally could have taken a swipe with a beam weapon of some sort, and Shin would have just fucking died, right? But, like, under any other circumstances, Shin would have dodged. It's just weird. Yeah. If, if he had shot him with a beam, he would have dodged, but... 
Anyway, Shin slowly disentangles from the grapple with Neo to take that in. I like the moment, to be fair. Yeah, it works. Yeah, because, like, it's a neat moment, but at the same time, like, I can't help but think, you know, it's actually a pretty good method. Like, you promised Shin you'd keep him out of the way, you'd keep her out of the way, and then you can use that in a later fight against him because he's a kid and he's an idiot. (laughs) But the Freedom Barrel rolls in and shoots its railguns at the cockpit, which I think is more on the theory that physical weapons can pierce the positron blockers. More at nine. Honestly, this does kind of give the impression that Kira is actively trying to kill the pilot. Yeah, I've noticed that as well when I was first watching this, and I don't know if we're supposed to take that as Kira has decided that's the best way to stop this, or if it's just that's the only vulnerable spot. Well, thinking about it, it might be a situation where he's already shot at it a few times, and clearly Shin got through the armor and the deflector there. Therefore, that might be the only place that's vulnerable to his guns, and he has to stop this thing. We already have seen what this thing is going to do and what this thing has yeah. done. We ha- It has to be stopped. And Kira's philosophy is that taking one life is definitely acceptable to save many, many more. If so. absolutely necessary, because yeah. we saw him do it against Rao. And also battleships during the previous war. Again, I talk about that scene with Lacus talking about the difficulty in killing things. So anyway, Kira's like, what are you doing, kid? Are you trying to be an easy target? Just like kind of listing lazily to the left. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah, Shin looks kind of shell-shocked, When everybody else is like, has he been hit? Is he hurt? Ancella remembers, destroy us all. Destroy us all. Destroy us all. (laughs) And she's like, I don't want to die. That's scary. And she starts having her breakdown. Neo tries to take Kira, but he's still got his shield. The Wyndhams have those cool knives the strike has. Apparently they explode because it blows his shield up. Well, and it's it's shaped like the... It's not shaped like this. Uh, shaped the like a kunai. Yeah, that's the that's the word. And Kira's like, "Hey, Maru, take care of this guy." After I off-screen dismantle him, because Kira goes down and the beams come up and just yeah, he take just this shoots off the Wyndham's wings. <laughs> I love arms. that he was like, "Wait, what? What? How?" It's like, not fair. At least do it on screen, you bastard. <laughs> and so Neo crashes into the ruins. Yeah, and Stella goes completely crazy she sees it explode and we see that the leg explode but the torso is thrown free but from her angle she just sees the explosion so she assumes neo's dead but we see him his helmet saved him but has been <laughs> discarded and destroyed in it that's why he was wearing and then it the, uh, the archangel kind of menacingly floats up behind him and maru has seen a dude with a mullet in front of her like i know the reaction is supposed what the reaction is supposed to be is just there's no identifying markings on oh, him no. zach clearly she's like i recognize that hair that's the terrible hair Mula Flaga had that he showed me in his secret picture of when he joined an 80s hair metal band that he made me promise I would never tell anyone about. I was going to say, I've been fantasizing about a mullet like that for years. <laughs> Two. Two, yes, exactly. More than one. And Millie's like, do we know that guy? I feel like maybe I know that guy. I mean, it could be a situation where it's supposed to be like, wait, that was actually being piloted by a dude? <laughs> anyway, they're like, hey, Shin, what's wrong? You've turned off your targeting computer. Stella is mortified that her only friend Neo is dead, though. She remembers killing some guys. Otherwise, kill us all. Kill us all. I like how baby Stella is just like a short person with the exact same face. It's like really weird. Well, that's that's how uh, babies work. You know that? (laughs) Yeah, that's how Atherin baby and Kira baby are. And so Sting is like, I'm retreating. Yeah, it's like, this is clearly not going well. Uh, Bye. And the Murasami's like, no, you don't, boy. We may be grunts, but we're going to bag us a Gundam kill. Sting is shot down by grunts again where were these extremely competent murasame pilots oh well they didn't believe in their cause before it's like after oh they were, okay they were that conflicted makes sense. and yeah. they couldn't use all their special moves but now honestly i'll buy that they're not getting away we're the orb military we're the best one draws their beam saber cuts him right in two the legs explode as does the torso separately and sting oakley was never heard from again <laughs> right through the cockpit too I really like that shot of it exploding over the city, though. It is really cool, because it's got the two explosions. Yeah. Stella screams a big no, and I kind of think she probably still remembers Sting. Like, they no. didn't have time to edit her memories. Yeah, I don't him. think, I don't, I think she still remembers him. So she turns on the beams into full mode and just does, tries spinning. That's a new trick. <laughs> well, I mean, y- y- if there's enough gunfire, you're going to hit it eventually. So Shin is trying to talk her down basically Kira's just like stop it right now but she blocks his beam saber attack with her arm positron deflector Shin is just like floating there and tries to chase Kira off I do like the animation of him swinging the beam saber at him and he's like you don't know a damn thing that pilot is and everyone in the mirror is like hey Shin 
don't do that. And Statham's like, is he trying to say something important? Should I be paying attention? Am I the problem? Am I a bad dad? <laughs> Not relating to my teenage son. Anyway, he turns off his beam saber and is like, hey, Stella, it's me, Shin, as he flies in. Stella's still kind of breaking down. She's scared. She don't want to die. The usual. Fire beam guns. But she does not seem to be aiming them at all, so I will actually buy that they just go. Right past him. Yeah. He's like, no, it's all right. Your big brother figure is here. You're not going to die. As the destroy reaches out its hand like the freedom and justice once did. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, I- I'll-, I'll protect you. I attack. I snack. But most importantly, I protect. And he's like, she's like, oh, yeah, handkerchief seashell man. I remember that one time I scratched you real good. I kind of wanted him to be a Naruto face for the rest of the show. And so she clearly remembers him and like she starts to. There's like angel glow on her. It seems yeah. shot such that it's coming through the hole in the cockpit. So and she lowers her gun and she's like, hey, did I do it? And then she naked new types at him out <laughs> yeah. of the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> you're only supposed to be able to do this when you're dead, I guess, or about to die. So spoilers. Well, yeah, fair. Lots of people who were about to die did this, too. Anyway, she leaves her body behind to fly naked through space. <laughs> Happily to Naked Shin, who is also, also in space. <laughs> so they just uh, right dance in front of the in. fabled Rainbow Nebula. Yo, that's where Shar, Lala, and Amuro have their <laughs> eternal threesome. I, I I love how like that happens, and then we cut to a shot where the freedom is like floating down behind him, and Kira's just kind of got this expression on his face, like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on?" I kind of read it as him being like, "Oh, did he actually do it?" No, I, I think that's supposed to be what it is. It's just one of the things where it, it gives the impression of what the it's, heck. It, it's because his pupils are so dilated because, because he's, he's in, in Super mode. mode. Yeah. Um, and, and then something in the cockpit explodes. Thing lazily downward. And she remembers that time it killed her friend Neo Roanoke. I mean, it makes some sense. Like, they don't know it's going to trigger anything. And so Kira's just there. Kira's just kind of there. And she remembers, kill us all. Kill us all. <laughs> kill us all. So she gets ready to kill us all and starts piloting the destroy again. Curly hair's like, this isn't good. And Maru is actually absent. I thought she was still there, but when i rewatching it here... She's um, not she's, on the bridge. She's not on the bridge, so... Like, she's taking care of that. Uh, then we come over to Talia, who's like, shoot the big thing? We have a gun, right? Shoot it. Shoot it at them. Shin is still trying to get Stella's attention. Well, she's charging up now. for full chest beam mode. And Kira's just like, all right, yeah, that didn't work. I'm gonna put this down. Stella's charging her lasers, and Shin's like, don't charge your lasers. Stella's about to fire when Kira sticks a beam saber. Straight into the middle one. Shin is aghast at this. Kira's like, well, there's no kill, like overkill, and takes out his second one and flies away, looking like the devil, like Gundams do sometimes, as there's a big explosion. Well, I mean, he had to take the thing out before it killed Shin. A couple of big explosions. We see some in the cockpit. It fires its mouth laser as it falls over backward, detaching from its giant UFO. So Kira's just hovering off in the, on the side, like, job well done. I mean, I think he is like, ah, oh, I wish I didn't have to kill that person. He does, That's, like, a little remorseful. No, I, I think Kira specifically is like, I wish I didn't have to kill that. It's just, he's hovering off to the side like, yep, mission complete, I took care of it. It's not getting up after that. Luna and Atherin are shocked. Ray is... Ray? Yeah. Ray Ray's at it. The Maru. credit song begins playing quite a bit early as we see Maru with two armed guards from the Archangel down on the ground. Looking at the sexy scars on the face of Neo Mula fucking Roanoke. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense that she would be. So like, what's shocked. weird is I don't recognize him as Moo there yeah, at all because of the scar. Um, yeah, and, and also the, the hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you never kissed him and said you never date mobile armor pilots. <laughs> well, and his hat isn't there at a jaunty angle. Or his sleeves rolled up. Nothing about it is jaunty. It would be great if, like, we got, like, Maru Vision and it just, like, put the unkempt Earth versus uniform superimposed on him with the half of the hair and scars stayed. I really want the uh, mask to be at a jaunty angle. I don't know how <laughs> Like, you on do- top of his head. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, but... Shin is cradling Stella, who he has presumably retrieved from the cockpit. Who's remarkably <laughs> intact. The credits are rolling as this is happening, by the way. He's like, how could this possibly happen? It's such a tragedy. We do see she's wearing the seashell around her it's neck, which is... It's not like you returned her to a force that was forcing her to do battle in the first place and possibly had mind control abilities. But he gave it to neo-totally-legit, trustworthy waterman Roanoke. Yeah, He's the guy who makes the impossible possible, like dealing with military bureaucracy. (laughs) So Shin is cradling Stella, who opens her eyes, and she's like, oh my god. And he's like, hey, Shin. Uh, He starts crying, and she's like, have you come to see me? That seems like a thing you would do. And he notices that she's raising her hand. I actually really like that shot. Where he grabs it? Yeah, and notices it, and then grabs it. 
He's like, you said you'd protect me, which is like the worst thing she can say, but I'm pretty sure it is like, hey, I love that you did that. Like, yeah, you, I, you're, I think, you're here. Yeah. yeah, to me, it feels it's like It's not like saying, she's blaming him. It's, yeah. She is like saying like, that's like the most important thing to me, but to Shin, 16 year old holding a dying woman. Yeah. And she's like, Shin, I love you. That I love you and immediately dies. Yep. And then Shin has flashbacks to his sister dying in a way that is actually really well framed. Yeah, we have seen this shot too much, but I really like it. With him like clutching the cell phone in the first one and him clutching her well, hand in it, the It's a great parallel to like the first person he couldn't save, basically, to now a person who he specifically promised to protect and save, and he's failed at that too. And it cuts from him screaming out in remorse over Stella's death to his sister's death and then back to Stella's death. And I really like that shot, too. And yeah. then it's over. That's yeah. it. And then we get the full credit song because it keeps playing through the credits. So pretty powerful episode. It's got some good fight scene stuff in it. To go kind of dick measure this is when I remember the forums for it really deciding what we needed to talk about was who was the best pilot, Kira, Amaro, or Shin. <laughs> <laughs> and that being a common discussion, which I want to bring up now because of some stuff Destiny will do later. Because Kira here single-handedly took out giant enemy Gundam. Well, like I Shin mean, was there. I say not single-handedly. I feel like Shin made an opening. That's true. I, I think really what it was. Which was, was what the Shin partisans argued. Shin basically um, showed Kira where the armor was weak. Because <laughs> like Stella didn't even come close to hitting Kira to begin with. I think it was... That's fair. Just a matter of time, basically. Yeah, I think Kira would have won that fight eventually. That's fair. Unless she got a really lucky shot. Which is possible. Like, I feel like one hit from any of her weapons would have taken him out. It depends. He's like a very small target also, so. Well, the Freedom is still like the most advanced mobile suit flying around given that it's nuclear powered. So he's never going to run out of power. Whatever she's driving, whatever's powering that, we know it's not nuclear. Do we know that? Yeah. Why do we have... Well, I guess it could be nuclear if they're violating the treaty. I yeah. I am looking at the wiki right now, and I'll look. Under special features, all it has is its operating system, which we have already <laughs> called out. Um, it does not say anything about phase shift armor or um, I'm assuming a nuclear not... power core, which I... the nuclear Gundams are usually... I'm assuming it's not nuclear because I think it's made a big deal of when a couple of other mobile suits show up that they're also nuclear. It does violate the treaty. That does seem like a thing Jabril would do. Yeah. I'm going to say it's not impossible that it's nuclear, but I do agree with Zach. It's probably not nuclear. So depending on what's powering it, he could eventually just run it out of juice. Although I assume it's probably got a battleship power plant. It is big. That is my only argument. It is big. So you could put more batteries in it. You can, yeah, you can well, put D batteries in it. What you can hell? stack that thing like a Sega Game Gear. What the hell powers the battleships in yes. this setting? Big batteries. <laughs> Where do they charge? Doc. What produces the power? How do they have power in space? I guess it's all solar, right? I presume. It looks like those plants have solar power. Yeah. I was going to say, nuclear seems like a great option for space. I mean, explicitly, the reason they the coordinators created the end jammer was they did use it to stop being nuked, which was nice, but they used it offensively to interrupt the nuclear power that the Earth Alliance had. And that's why it was devastated. That was their biggest offensive move. I do wish Stella didn't have to die. Like, her death reminds me way too much of Flay's, talking about that. Whereas Flay, I feel like Flay really didn't have to die at the end there. There are, like, plot reasons for Stella to die here, and I think the tragedy works better here. With the fact that, like we said, Shin just gave her back. Shin knows her. Shin very nearly got through to her before the Freedom Gundam being nearby set her off. Because even though he saved Neo, she doesn't know that. Like, I think all of that works, but ultimately her death serves the purpose of motivating the main character to be angry, which something he, he already was. Yeah, he didn't need any additional motivation to be angry. But now he's double angry. I do like that going forward, obviously, Shin is going to blame Kira for this. I do like that he has the mature stance in the orb thing of like, that wasn't the Freedom Gundam's fault. That was the politician's fault. But this sets him off. And like, this is what puts him on the path of, I must destroy Kira Yamato. Because it's clearly his fault for doing this. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's well, a giant rampaging death machine. I think the argument, if he wasn't there, I would have got through the Stella holds. Kind of? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying that was a thing Shen Asuka would think for sure. He didn't know why Stella started moving again. There's no way he could have known that she got set off by the freedom in the background. So there's, like, from his perspective, there's no reason to blame Kira for it other than Kira was there. He also did the 
deliver the death he, blow. Yeah, he did deliver the finishing blow. That's well, right. He's not going to blame himself, and he's obviously not going to take into account the fact that Kira saved his life by destroying the destroy. And it's clearly not Neo-trustworthy Roanoke's fault. Yeah, the, the <laughs> first, cause the first person that would have caught one of those beams would have been the impulse at point blank. Yeah, can we blame Neo for t- just totally breaking that promise immediately? No, I think if you're going to blame somebody, you have to blame somebody higher up on the chain of command in that. Like can somebody we- who's wine drunk with his brunch buddies. <laughs> can we blame Shin <laughs> for being a moron? No, I don't. You can't blame Shin for Stella's death because of the fact that if he doesn't give her back, she dies anyway. And they'll deploy the destroy anyway. If yeah, they had to, they would just it. put Sting in it. So then the Murasames would have destroyed it. Who, who got Stella killed? Stella died. It's not like if you want to blame somebody, you have to blame the higher ups. And that's part of why I compare her to Flay's death as well, because both of them, the point is war is hell and people are going to die no matter what you do. Yeah. Flay's is kind of excessive and that's the only thing it really accomplishes. And like I said, it makes Kira mad at Raul Cruce, the guy he was already fighting. The guy he was already trying to kill. And it would have been more interesting if she had been alive, I think. Although I think the tragedy works pretty well. It's not as good as in Zeta Gundam, where it's pretty directly lifted from that Stella is basically for Morisame. The Destroy Gundam is definitely very much just the Psycho Gundam. Yep. It has a very similar motif. Yeah, especially when it's in mobile suit form. It also transforms, but the Psycho destroys into, like, a flying the fortress The Psycho thing. destroys into a flying fortress. Yes. Where the Destroy <laughs> turns into a big the, Zam. And the Destroy Psycho's into a big Zam. <laughs> High point, Tyler. I wanted to be the one to fill your dark zone with light! Uh, that's, that's a joke. That scene specifically, um... No, that scene, actually, I think is really well framed. I like it a lot. Zach? I think I might have to go with Kira disarming <laughs> Neo's Wyndham. Really? That's a high point? It's done off screen. Exactly. Yeah, I actually really don't like it um, <laughs> for those reasons. But it's your high point, not mine. Well, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying that. I, I actually really like that scene. But thinking more about it, I might just go with Kira just straight up destroying <laughs> the destroy. Also, I really do like how he draws the second saber and just like, to be well, sure. Stab it. <laughs> well, there's no kill quite like overkill. I think I'm gonna go for the like animation on the freedom barrel rolling through all the laser fire. Spin. Yeah, I mean I like the freedom for its mobility and specifically its ability to change direction very quickly. Is the cockpit designed to help the pilot with that in any way? Uh, Kiriyamato survived re entry and exploding. <laughs> He's fine. I mean, is he just taking all those G's every time he's maneuvering like that? He's also got a titanium inner ear. That was his one perk at character creation? He had a lot of... Canonically, Kiriyamato got all the perks at character creation. Except for how I use gun. Also, give speech. He has a low diplomacy skill. He has a high charisma, but a low diplomacy. Well, he has a penalty to uh, diplomacy as a result of being, you know, tech nerd. Yep. That's actually why he paired with Lacus. They're, they're in a party together because she's got a really high diplomacy, so they complement each other's skill sets well. Low point, Tyler. I had not really thought of a low point. Um, I don't know. I get, maybe the fact that Steen got taken down by a bunch of Murasames, given that he withstood, like, constant fights with Athrin, while a bunch of Murasames were just being torn to shreds around him. Zach? Did you guys remember that Kigali was in this episode? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, you took mine. <laughs> she launches. It makes a big deal. It even shows, like, the full launch sequence for her. She used her, her shield suit. to defend a civilian And once. then she just protects a couple of civilians on screen. The problem is there's nothing for her to do, right? I understand why they don't want her to kill Sting. I it, wanted her to participate in the fight. Yeah, but there's no one for her to fight. Like, I guess she could be the one who dislodges uh, Neo Roanoke, right? Who disarms him and then you can make a deal about her not killing and then Kira can still say hey Maru take care of him I sent some things up I suppose that's something you can do with her and I think that works better because my low point not to dunk on you Zach is going to be Kira destroying Neo Roanoke's Wyndham off screen I mean to be fair we see the destruction it's not a terrible shot I can get why someone would like it it does make Kira look like a badass it is good if you're on the forums in 2005 arguing for the Kira Yamato partisanship about him being the best pilot but what does Kira do that makes two beams go up at that angle like I can kind of imagine if he's spinning but (laughs) well he was spinning a lot all right do we want to put the destroy Gundam on our list we should uh really quick final tally for number of times that Stella anime attacks screamed this episode, 19, 19 times. That's almost that. one per minute. Um, I think if you take out the opening and ending song, it is one per minute. If we include last episode, so the entire time she was in the destroy, 
and anime attack screamed. It is 24 times she anime attack screamed while piloting the destroy. Well, you know, what else is she going to do? Uh, I just find it hilarious, especially the fact that we cut to her every single time that happens. Gotta find time somewhere, Tyler. Well, I notice it after, like, the fifth or sixth time. I'm like, are they just padding for time by having her scream a lot? So then I decided to start keeping a tally. I think it's just what you do. They gotta show her doing something, right? And she doesn't have memories or a personality to emote <laughs> with, so... Yeah, and, like, so she's not conflicted or anything like that. She's just, like, she's a blank slate, basically, so... Yeah. Well, and she has Neo told her scary things and die, so we, she flashes back to that a lot. Scary things. Oh, no, die. And she screams. All right. So I do like the idea of giant enemy Gundam. It's underplayed in the Gundam franchise overall. There aren't a lot of them. There are enough of them, but there aren't a lot of them. And this is the first one that will be going on our list, obviously. I think it's kind of one of the better ones. It does suffer a lot from, boy, is that just the Psycho Gundam. Also, its transformation is completely useless. But I hate transforming mobile suits. But Tyler, what if you like the Big Zam and not the Psycho Gundam? No, you, the toy just for you. <laughs> I think they just called that the Big Zam. Yeah, well, you got me there. Once it's mass produced, you know what'll happen. <laughs> so another Gundam that's not exactly original or anything is the Duel, which is just kind of the original Gundam sexied up for the 2000s. And this is kind of the Psycho Gundam sexied up for the 2000s. And its transformation's kind of dumb. What if it was just Big Zam? To be fair, I actually like the story fairly well, especially like, oh, no, it feels very weighty. And like, there are some really good shots of it. Like there's like one in particular, like right before Shin rushes in and destroys the cockpit where like does this fun stumble animation while like a bunch of lasers fire off of the disc. That alone, I think, sells me on the destroy a lot more than the duel ever did. I like the overall like simple design of the duel. I hate the overly complicated design of the psycho. Oh, not the Psycho, sorry, the Destroy. <laughs> um, I don't like transforming mobile suits to begin with, in large part, because for whatever reason, that's one of the things that my suspension of disbelief has never actually, like, participated with, so it's always like, but Zach, well, you know how complicated this would be? It's more than meets the eyes. Different robot in disguise. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> and like you said, this transformation just doesn't make any sense, at least with, like, some of the other ones, like the Gaia. <laughs> That makes some sense. The Abyss makes some sense. The Psycho transforms into a, a mobile or a, like a flying I'm not going to lie and pretend the Psycho makes sense. It makes more sense than this. It can fly when it transforms. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is It makes more sense than this does. This goes from a walking mobile suit to a walking mobile suit. walking mobile suit. I maintain it was hovering before it transformed. It can at least hover in the other form. Try hovering. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with Tyler. I think a giant mobile suit is better than just a generic Gundam. Going up quite a bit, but I think this is the one that makes the next sense. Another transforming Gundam that Zack hates. How do we think it compares to Stella's previous ride, the Gaia? I like the Gaia in a rational amount. I think it's worse than the Gaia. I think I also like the Gaia more than this. All right. Well, I'm surprised I was unanimous, but cool. I do like the big laser disc thing. I think the, uh, I can't even remember what it was called. Rouse last suit. The Providence. Thank you. The Providence grow on me. I apparently like it. I hate starfish on the ass, so I hate <laughs> UFO on the ass even more. <laughs> the UFO, I think because of how big it is, bothers me less. How do we think it compares to the Abyss, the underwater Gundam that her good friend Aul had? I like it more than the Abyss. Again, I'm the guy who doesn't like the Chaos or the Abyss much at all. Whereas I know you guys like it a little bit more. I think I prefer the Abyss in large part because the Abyss feels like it has a much more of a function. And a, like there's a reason behind its transformation beyond, you know, this is a gimmick and we're going to sell some additional toys by doing this. Whereas this one just feels like, like you said, you like the Big Zam? Okay, cool. Here you go. You, you like, like the, the Psycho? psycho? <laughs> you like them both? Here we go. We got them both. And unfortunately, I'm the person that that's marketed to. So I think I like it more than the Abyss. Um, also, those finger funnels do got me. Uh, right above the Abyss, we have the duel with the Assault Shroud on. I'm also not a huge fan of the Assault Shroud, and since I put it above the duel, I want to put it above this version of the duel as well. Does that change things for you, Tyler? I honestly don't remember what the duel's Assault Shroud it has, is. Like, it's like bulky, has side. a railgun on it. It's got like a missile launcher. Yeah. It added on for most of the time. I mean, it's it's okay. I'd probably still give it to the Destroy. I'd give it to the duel with the Assault Shroud. Uh, right above that, we have the Sword Impulse, because only Zach, Gundam Zack hates can we compare this to. <laughs> um, I actually like the Sword Impulse more. It's my favorite form of the Impulse. I do like the like gun and double saber thing it tends to do. I like its color. 
Yeah, this is where I would put it. It's above the Assault Strad Duel and below the Sword Impulse. This is obligatory for me. I detest and loathe the Impulse, but I think the Sword Impulse is better than this. It does have two big swords. I think I actually prefer the Destroyer very slightly because the more I'm thinking about it, the more the stupid UFO laser discs appeal to me. Like, every time we compare it to a new suit, I find a new thing about the Destroyer I like, and I'm not sure what that says about me as a person, but... <laughs> well, it says that you are outvoted. Yeah, I am outvoted, so there's also that. The Destroy Gundam goes at number 32, below the Sword Impulse, and above the Duel with Assault Shroud. Nine spots below the Providence. And eight spots below the Zamzaza, the other giant mobile <laughs> armor from this. I like the Zamzaza a lot. I, I, look, I'm not complaining, arms. I'm just uh, <laughs> saying that's how it went. Any other final thoughts we have on this episode? Stuff happened, and our usual complaint about Destiny is that it doesn't, so we can't be upset about that. I feel like this is, like this should move the plot forward quite a bit. We're starting to get into the home stretch here. That's true. We only got 20 more episodes and at least five more Gundams. How? Destiny's been moving so slow they sure can't possibly five more? Minimum. I think there are two and two and one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And there I are feel, five more Gundams. I feel like there might be one I'm missing, too. I, I'm not sure I don't, if there is I don't one. think there is, but I feel like there might be. So I do have a legitimate question. I know there's a mobile suit you're missing. I, That's I know, not a well, Gundam. I'm not, I'm not talking about Gundams. I know there's at least one other mobile suit, too, yeah. Does Atherin ever get his main character card back? Because I really want him to. Sort of? He at least gets his, you can be a Kira's sidekick card. I, good enough, I guess. He gets this red-haired girl as a consolation prize, and people will argue if they're a couple for the rest of time. You might be surprised. Which one? I'm just remembering those good old days where Kira and Atherin could play video games together and both go C mode and be an even match. And I feel like that's just not the case anymore. And I'm really sad about that. Well, yeah, Kira like, got good. And so <laughs> he learned the strats. He did he put, his research. He put in time to master those combos. He went into an emo coma so he could wake up a reasonable member of society. Atherin has still got that teenage angst. <laughs> he went into an emo coma. Emoma? That does that, no. that sounded better in my head. That sounds like an evolution of the MOBA, but I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> um, I think an MOBA is a Pokemon. I feel like it's electric type. A MOBA! <laughs> a MOBA, a MOBA! Maybe also flying, electric flying type. It's like an emu. No, it, it's the previous, it's, it's like the baby form of the Emolga. Yeah, I was also thinking it sounded like Emolga, which is why I chose electric. All right. <laughs> next so time on our Pokemon-specific podcast. Join us next week when we will talk about Phase 33 the world revealed. Until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny.